You can support the Terrible Warriors today by visiting patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. Today on the Terrible Warriors, our mutants are finally in orbit. Game Master Justin Eacock gathers his mutant animals around the table. And usually when mysterious messages are beaming down from space in a game such as this, it's never a good sign. And as our team of space mutant outcasts reach their destination, well, is it anyone's surprise that everyone's waiting for them? Now, as we hurtle out of the wasteland and into the void of the unknown, I take you to our team, to our mutants in orbit, to our terrible warriors. Welcome back to Terrible Warriors. I am your Game Master, Justin Eacock, returning to the world of mutants in orbit. Why aren't we in space yet? I am standing around this table with one player and three on Skype, hitting right here in front of me. Hitting, sitting, sitting, hitting. What happened to my words? Okay. Use your words, Justin. Yeah, That's my segue. Played the game. Only I played your game. You'd be able to use your words. It's Julian Splane Welcome here. back. From... Use your words and blast processors and tons of other things. Yeah, that game's coming out soon, eh? Uh, March. March. March is our is our, our like estimated date right now. You knew just what to get for my birthday. That's exactly. It. Well, thank you. And uh, live from Edmonton, from the Thursday crew, bringing you the laughs, bringing you the feels, bringing you the Suicide Squad. We have. I'm Derek Devard from Chase of the Muse. Hi, Derek. Thanks for being here. Um, sorry what I just did to your character in the last episode, uh, but I'm going to kill you now. And welcome back to the show. <laughs> our kill everyone uh, else first. Our, uh, oh, basically, our resident long-form game master from uh, Ravenloft to Embers of the Jedi. He's the man who likes to cross over genres. That's right. It's what I do. It's Mike the Birdman Dodd from This Week in Geek. Dot net wrapped in a blankie because it's cold today. Oh, that's just your cheeks. And uh, welcome uh, as our special guest uh, from our Patreon reward system. We have uh, welcome to the show, Mister Andy uh, and Andy Hughes. Uh, I've gone Twitter's light two thousand two, or just follow me wherever you can. <laughs> and uh, you're playing the Empire of Man dog who's been sent to infiltrate this particular mission. We have. Oh, oh. Uh, uh, and of course, Mike playing uh, Sid Hamilton, the commander and duck in charge. Uh, and down in the trailer behind, we have three NPCs: uh, a frog, a rabbit, and a seagull. We didn't give them any names because they're they red die. shirts. Yeah. And their uh, entire job their vacuum suits. In fact, including me. yours, Julian, all your vacuum suits in the back are red. Uh, which is like, man, that's going to work out. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, Julian uh, returning from the first uh, After the Bomb campaign playing El Greco, the cat uh, with nothing left to lose. He's, he's, uh, he's gone through eight of his lives. He's living his ninth now. Got a chip on my shoulder the size of Manhattan. And, uh, and, and running this ship with a last-second betrayal. Shocker. Who saw that coming? I did. It's uh, Mutork, uh, the, uh, the Greasy who's also like our Scotty and now very angry demigod. Very angry demigod who sold deific domain is this spaceship. So we return into this story now in flight uh, because the credits started to roll with the ship launching off. And now it's like, I guess, as the title of the show is playing, you start hearing the... 
kind of building yep. up, and it just cuts into the cabin. Uh, everything's shaking. You guys are being pulled back. Uh, Sid, uh, you are uh, flying here. Uh, you are hearing radio chatter coming down from the ground, but they're counting down to radio silence because, uh, as uh, explained, no radio signals can break through the atmosphere since uh, since the Great Death. Uh, something with the radiation or the electromagnetic interference, something that happened when the bombs dropped have prevented, for the past hundred years, radio signals from uh, leaving g- uh, the ionosphere. They just get bounced back down, which means communication is really amplified on Earth, uh, but uh, also why we have made no contact with the station above. Uh, Justin? <laughs> yeah? The moment we lose radio... The moment they go into radio silence, um, Mutork has it rigged, so the 8-track player lodged into one of the walls just starts uh, looping Space Oddity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, I can't really tell you what to do anymore. Um, and... Uh, is, is that's that's just what happens then. Um, <laughs> as, so this is through the entire ship. As the static is playing, and, the, and you hear one of the uh, uh, the announcers from from uh, the ground below, uh, radio silence. Three, two, and then um, uh, all of a sudden, Bowie, David Bowie, Dave Space Odyssey, just begins to like come in over the speaker, being broadcast on all channels. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I didn't program that. Thanks, Mutork. <laughs> and uh, you, uh, the people in the back, uh, you don't have a view of what's happening outside. Uh, but uh, up in the cabin, uh, Light and Sid, you uh, you see the uh, the atmosphere thinning out, uh, the stars beginning to come in. Um, for most Wouldn't of the time, we have video camera like video footage coming in through like a like a TV in the back or something. Do you? Yes. Uh, I mean, Mutork wants to see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mutork, you have a. It's a small monitor um, because, uh, uh, especially yep. display uh, uh, monitors would have, would have been quite difficult to come across. So it's a, it's 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 a small thing like you would have found even on like an old Commodore. Like it's like just a, like the size of your hand, yeah. uh, and it's up in um, one of the catwalks uh, that you're. Um, uh, change yeah. two, and uh, and and as uh, as the gravity uh, as the g forces increase, uh, you feel um, the 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 thrust of the ship is going, and the first stage um, ends, um, and you uh, uh, you hear um, uh, the, uh, the those microwave engines begin to uh, um, change how much thrust they're giving as uh, uh, the uh, Gravity begins to shift and change, and you it, it, you're not slowing down, so there's still a pressure, but you, you it's it's just it's not in the same direction that it was in before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, uh, David Bowie's playing now, so you don't <laughs> hear the radio transmission that is being sent uh, without uh, the static. Um, over, you can hear a voice. Underneath, he's like, that's not part of Space Oddity. Uh, <laughs> but you hear you hear a, a voice trying to, to talk over it. But uh, no one, um, I don't think you can make out what they're saying. Um, Thanks, the dork. Oh, you hey. see a... a the, <laughs> you know what the controls to cut the Space Odyssey to figure out what the hell that is? Um, as the system's taken to place, can you give me uh, a uh, pilot um, craft? Spacecraft? Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's, that's a D100, right? That would be a 100, yeah. Okay, just give me a second. You Make have, sure you uh, roll below your percentage. You, you have 62% <laughs> on spacecraft. 23. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great success. Thanks, so as um, 
Uh, as that happens, uh, as the the engines shift their thrust from escape, vo- like getting to the escape velocity, to now going into an orbital, um, you're just following the 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 step by step instructions here that you've done in your space simulators to uh, uh, move the ship now into. Um, into the correct trajectory to head towards the source of the transmission, and you feel the uh, the, the thrusters uh, that uh, Mutork had installed um, reorient the ship, and uh, and it begins to then push you into the new direction um, as you uh, go into a stable orbit towards it, uh, and you can see coming up the horizon over the far end of of the planet um, a uh, a bright light. That you believe is 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 the source of your destination, uh, and still a voice playing as the uh, space already hits into the guitar solo. Uh, you hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shrikok, uh, would my senses be able to pick that up? The voice up. You know what? Yeah, you do have. Um, that's true. One of your uh, your your dog powers uh, is uh, advanced hearing. So I would say yes, you can use that to uh, zero in on a particular sound and 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 filter that out. And uh, as uh, everyone else is hearing, you know, dang, 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 you hear um, what sounds to be a heavily accented voice um, uh, uh, in a panic over the radio, asking for an identification. Um, uh, uh, unknown vessel, uh, identify yourself. Uh, unknown vessel, identify yourself, or we will open fire. Hammy, there's someone speaking over the radio, faintly under the song. They want us to identify ourselves. Okay, well, let's cut the music and let's turn oh, on. Fine. Mutork <laughs> shuts off the music. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. So can I can I hear this voice? Yeah, now? roll me a radio basic to zero in on their frequency so that you can respond. Okay, uh, let me see radio. Basic. That's a seventy-five. 75 so just, yeah. So just roll. Yeah, you're gonna get it. I just oh, want to. Damn, Dodd, your skills are way higher than mine. He, he, My radio is eighty percent. So uh, 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 he had all that specialized 15. training, so that's why I gave it for him. So uh, fifth. Oh fuck! He, he, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. So you click in, and 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 the static disappears as the voice gets clear, and you can hear it's you know. Unidentified vessel, uh, identify yourself. Yeah, identify yourself, or we will open fire. Nuclear whistles. Is it? <laughs> is it in English? He's speaking. Russian? He's he's speaking. Um, you uh, have language Russian. You understand Russian. Everyone else is hearing a Russian voice over the loudspeaker. Okay, so um, I'll respond in Russian that we are a ship from Earth under the Coalition of Species. Wishing to make contact. You knew how the trans. You knew how to speak Russian. Yep. <sighs> this is all chatter going on. <laughs> and you hear you hear some commotion in the background of the radio. Another um uh, uh uh like like a sounds like a, like a bickering little debate. Fine, prepare for docking. <laughs> Click, and you see uh, 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 a bright, like a running light on the side of what is now coming. It looks like a giant, um, it, it, it looks like an H, uh, letter H, but in the center of the H is a ring um, uh, with um, 
with uh, several arms through the ring and like a dome in the center of that ring. So that's kind of what it looks like. Think of, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, there's nothing else to think of. That's what it looks like. It's an Sorry. H with a ring <laughs> in the center and a dome in the center of the ring. And it's that's in fun. that dome in the center that is blinking um, like a, a like running a lights into the center like an X going into the middle. That's basically your target. Now, you are going to need to roll again piloting spacecraft, uh, uh, Sid. Um, 48. To retrograde so you don't uh, crash into this thing. <laughs> What'd you roll? 48 under 62. Yeah, so you, uh, uh, the retrograde's, uh, I don't know if we built, I don't know how these microwave engines work, but basically... I don't think anyone, I don't sci- think no one knows how these engines sci- work. Fi- you Torque doesn't even know how it works. Sci-fi, it. incredibly, it just begins to slow down in space, even though it shouldn't. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and uh, the joystick, um, uh, you uh, begin to move into, uh, into a docking uh, procedure. Um, the... Docking as it's coming because part of the retrograde is you flipped the tr- ship around and hit your retrograde thrusters. So now you're moving the ship much more slowly uh, with the rear where the um, the cabin where you entered in on the scissor lifts. That's where you will dock into the into the back of it. Uh, so like back in the truck up into a loading dock. Is oh, we did a flip burn. Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> and Mutork actually put in a reverse beeping into this, even though you can't hey. hear it in space. Uh, it's still no, no, but you can hear it inside. You can hear it inside. You know going backwards, reverberating through everything. We, we know we're going backwards now. It's very important to have the backwards beep. It is. I mean, that's part of the creative Bob, isn't it? Absolutely. You you always know when you're going backwards. <laughs> the third, the third, the, the fourth commandment of Bob. Always know. Always when beep when in reverse. And signal. signal. The, the, the third command is objects appear uh, smaller. Uh, I'll just the mirror closer than they appear. Yes, exactly. That's like the third creed of Bob. It, it, they're basically a whole bunch of like safety uh, uh, warnings that are on a truck in the gas yeah. station that was passed down to you by, I don't know, fever dreams. Employees Pretty must watch. All, all employees <laughs> must wash hands. The gas station. <laughs> yeah, so, this, yeah, exactly. This, this door to remain closed at all times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's important no. to remember that Mutork is functionally just a Fallout character. No cell phones are smoking while fueling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do not leave the engine running while refueling. <laughs> Do not idle. Um, and the sacred prayer: the door is a jar. <laughs> the door is a jar. It's a koan. The door is a jar. <laughs> um, you hear. <sighs> as it sucks and you hear a locking mechanism click as uh, the air pressure begins to uh, get equal. Um, and uh, your chairs, uh, we head down into the back cabin uh, with um, El Greco. Um, you, uh, you're weightless now. And uh, you're, you, can just un- you can unbuckle. And uh, the, the frog, the rabbit, the seagull... Um, they uh, they've they've unbuckled. You, you no one has ever actually talked to these these three people. You don't actually know their names. Uh, yeah, I, I've just been. They're just volunteers. Ignoring them basically. Well, I mean, Mutarks talked at them. <laughs> they they they're looking around, kind of unsure, like they're waiting for someone to tell them what to do. Yeah, I, I just okay. Uh, now this is where I want to take command of the mission. Yep, sure, absolutely. Okay, all right. We do not know what to expect. We probably have about two minutes before someone comes knocking on our on our door. Are here. you heading into the trailer? Yeah. Okay. Of the space no one weapons at your side, but make sure safeties are off. Um, Justin. Yes. 
What, what kind of weapons do we have? Right? Uh, the weapons that everyone has, uh, for the most part, are uh, regular um, uh, uh, bullet projectile weapons. Projectile weapons. Yeah. Plug so, throwers. so they they have sidearms and um, uh, whatever Julian wrote in his character sheet. Uh, I will say, Andy, um, if you look, you don't have a regular projectile weapon, and and yes, uh, I noticed <laughs> it's part of your part of your armor set. Um, if anyone wants to check, you can see. Uh, I'll let you know, but you tell me if you're looking for it. The and, cover of the book has it actually pretty clearly. He has a laser built into his arm, Iron Man style. Uh, no, he's not in that kind of an armor, but uh, okay, because uh, that, that that might happen later. Um, he has a, but he does have a. He he has a pistol that's much more high tech than uh, uh, the regular revolvers and uh, uh, magazine clip pistols. Yeah. Whatever kludgy thing you talk has. This should. Mutork, if you want on board, you still have your um, uh, your junk launcher. Awesome! Because <laughs> you, you built it out of whatever you want, right? <laughs> we are uh, in space. No, uh, I'd no, like to point out... Nobody fire actions. anything inside vehicle. If you fire, it punch cabin. Exactly. You, you, um, so I'm getting all, all body three, sucked out through dime-sized hole. Yeah, all three of the oh. uh, of the Makos have uh, brought on... Um, they also have uh, uh, melee weapons as well. Like most yeah. people in, in uh, After the Bomb, they're uh, trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat, which is one reason why they volunteered for this job is because, you know, if something were to come to it in close quarters, yeah, you don't want a, a hull breach. You don't want being sucked out into space. So that's why you bring a sword. Yeah. I got my two katanas. All right, yeah, I got my saber as well. So. Justin, yes. Actually, so, um, Mutork anticipated this one fact. Yeah. What the junk jet doesn't actually fire now is junk. It just fires compressed air. Oh, okay. So you've created like a like a a, a sonic booming kind of like a anti protest weapon shotgun. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very guessing, short range. I'm gonna guess that 32 caliber revolver might it's, not be enough to punch through the hull. Still works the same Probably way, Derek, sonic. where you can yeah. charge it up. You can spend a round to charge it up to get uh, a bigger push, and you yes. can spend it up to, I think, what was it, three or four rounds, or you could charge it up to max. You're <laughs> yeah. Just, you're just cranking it <laughs> like a wind-up radio. Yeah. What did you say, Doug? <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I'm guessing my 32 revolver is on high enough caliber to punch through the hull. Well, That's well, probably subsonic. The important thing is that yes. in a spaceship, every piece of equipment is important, any damage within the ship done by a projectile weapon because the ricochets are crazy in space because there's no there's just air resistance to stop it there's no gravity yeah the gravity yeah. won't slow it won't, won't pull it down is, it will keep fucking ricocheting goddamn everywhere unless until it punches beds in something or punches right through the wall if it's like exactly. a higher caliber thing so the well, um, it would eventually slow down because it's transferring energy every time it collides into it and right it's but potential. it's gonna break a lot of shit yes. <laughs> so while you guys are all talking about the weapons you start hearing sounds on the other side a, a knocking on the door and uh, what sounds like locks being disengaged so. Looks like you called it. <laughs> Just be so, ready. Uh, how how do you want to be in this room when that door opens? Because the door is going to open now. I've got two of the NPCs on one side of the door, and I'm standing on the other with the phone. I'll up. stand in front of the group. I okay. suspect uh, two, the two other I'm NPCs saying, are on either side of me. And I'm standing next to Hammy. Okay. So the, um, the door opens. Now, the back of the cabin has lighting, but it's like hanging light bulbs kind of lighting with like the it's it's, it's lowish lighting like you would see in a garage mm -hmm. and um 
uh, when the door opens, it's it. This is more like the lighting on the International Space Station. So it's very like fluorescent and white and clean. And it's it, it as the door opens, it sends like a blade of light right up through the through the trailer, and um, uh, uh, and 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 you get this cool fresh air. You guys have lived in the wasteland your entire life. You have never really felt filtered air like this. Uh, and uh, uh, and as the white light spills through and it opens up, uh, you see the silhouette of a soul. Um, person um, there, uh, and uh, and as as your eyes adjust to it, um, the <laughs> silhouette is that of an upright floating dolphin. Huh. And well, uh, floating. And, well, yeah, floating because of the zero gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, but like uh, with um, uh, with a tail, no legs, uh, and uh, but but human arms and an upper torso. So think like a mermaid, but think more like street sharks. Yeah. So like like still like a like a very dolphin head, um, but the mutation is something like of uh, so bizarre like you've never seen uh, the uh, the kind of thing that never would have survived on Earth. Awesome. And uh, no need for legs. Uh, well, no need no need for legs at all. Uh, and. Um, uh, as the door, as as, as the compartment opens, uh, the, the 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 dolphin shows. You, you hear this like excited uh, dolphin cry. <laughs> yeah! Oh, this is so great! Actual visitors! Oh, welcome aboard! Well, he comes in. He's looks at. Oh my gosh! Look at you! You are you a frog? That's incredible! It is uh, the the NPC uh, frog is like like. What, how do you like? How do you react to this kind of like friendly enthusiasm? You just like, look around, like, like, panic. Like, oh, oh, I've only ever seen you in the vids. And then, he, and, he, and then, and then he looks at um, at uh, at Sid, and is all like, oh, a duck, <laughs> oh, and he goes right into like, like start like he swims right up to you, and uh, and 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 is getting like right up and and uh, starts asking you all these questions about. Uh, 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 about your flotation behaviors, your insulation, uh, because you're totally nerding out on your biology. I'm be like, <laughs> okay, first off, just take a take a float back. No, of float course, out. of course, of course. You're the first. First, we didn't know that there were. You all look so normal. He looks around. Like, you're not monsters at all. <laughs> oh, we thought for sure there were nothing but monsters down there. Oh, there's some weird things down there. Don't get. <laughs> Don't think that for a second, but oh, we have so much to talk about. Majority, we're pretty the normal. The only monster on Earth is man. Uh well, the uh, uh, the station can hold a number of visitors. Uh, we don't have anyone really over today, so um, you're you're all welcome aboard. Uh, we we have dinner prepared. Oh, uh, Prince will be in, so happy to meet you. Who's in command? Oh, that that would be Prince. That would Prince. Prince is in command. I'm Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Hi, so what's your name? I don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Let me guess. Quack. Quack. <sighs> Quack. Who's that word? Out of their world. Is, is he armed? No, no. No, he's in a blue jumpsuit. Okay. So I'm just going to holster my weapon. With like zippers and pockets. I mean, I think the closest thing he might have to a weapon would be a multi tool on his belt. Yeah. I'm going to say Commander Sid Hamilton, Coalition of Species. This is my crew. Um, and I'll allow Coalition them to Coalition of themselves. Species? How many of you are there now? <laughs> or you've got flippers. Listen, I'm, I'm just here to welcome you aboard. Well, let's, let's head into the, into the, 
let's get out of the hangar. This place is this is garbage. This is I love what you've done though. This is <laughs> like Thank you. I can't imagine what it must be like to live down there. And he starts like the way like um someone kind of really talks down in a way that they're trying to compliment but also insult your way of life. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh and, and he starts uh just going on as 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 he's leading you out the door. Are, are you guys following? Again, zero yeah. gravity, so it's going to be a little clumsy here. So uh, the only person I think who's going to be comfortable with that is Sid. Uh, I also have movement zero G. Oh, great! So because uh, I'm crazy, because you're crazy. The rest <laughs> of you can you can grab onto the walls and kind of pull yourself along. Um, uh, but uh, uh, while we're in zero gravity, uh, you'll be taking a minus ten percent to your skill checks, uh, except for the people with movement zero G. Uh, you're unaffected by that, and you can move relatively freely. You can navigate, reorient, and push yourself off in different directions. Um, so, Justin, uh, yep. I've got a 150-yard tether <laughs> on me. Yep. You know, uh, uh, not that long. It's definitely shorter than the 150-yard range because it needs to keep you within range. I would say... Uh, so I can't really join them on the station. I'm pretty much stuck on the ship. <laughs> Unless you talk to your compatriots about that, yes. Wait a second. How long is Derek's leash? That's what we're trying to figure out. It is. Let me roll <laughs> for it. It is. Uh, I'm going to multiply that. Uh, it is uh, uh, 102 yards. So it's so a football it's, field. So it's about 300 feet. So it's quite It's quite long. It's within range of your psionic power. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I was hoping it was going to be a lot shorter, but it ended up rolling an 84. <laughs> so Do you know the full extent of Mutor's powers that he can talk to machines? Um, it was in a briefing that uh, – Sure, I'll just say that, yes. The description of what he could do is kind of unbelievable. It's, I want to hang back for a second. Say, Steven, just hold on a second. I, I forgot something. And I want to go back and talk to Mutork. Mutork's kind of pulling on his tether yeah. at the wall. He's, so uh, the, the, the three red shirts and uh, El Greco, are you going to stay behind or are you going to follow Steve? We're going to follow Steve. You follow Steve. And what about you, Andy? Are you going to board? Uh, I'll wait with the commander. You're going to wait with the commander. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll, uh, as you guys are following Steve, uh, we'll, we'll stay in the trailer for now for uh, Dodd uh, as you talk to Mutork. All right, Mutork, you've probably got about 100 yards on your tether there, which I'm sorry. 102. Mutork am measured. Talk to the machines here. They don't know what we know. I would rather have an advantage. Mm. Find out everything you can. At least send Mutork food. Flying into orbit, I make Mutork very hungry. <laughs> As he's pulling at his tether. Tell you what, I'll send the dog to go get you some food. And we'll keep an eye yes. out. Yes. <laughs> For once, doggies will do what kitties say. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So, like, go grab this. Go grab Mutork some chow. Okay, keep so. Keep eyes open. So with uh, with that figured oh, out, we um, <laughs> just making some bookmarks. With a sigh, he goes out and does what he's ordered to do. <laughs> uh, as we return to Steve, leading the uh, the first half of the crew into the station, um, he's he's like he loves doing the tour guide thing here. Talking about uh, you're on board Lake Station, one of the five uh, uh, one of the five remaining of the six original stations that were in orbit before the Great Flash, and uh, Lake Station is a 
uh, a hub for transport between all the uh, freebooters or the jackbooters and uh, used to be a fueling depot oh, before all the nonsense happened there with the moon. And now uh, we uh, it's just me and Prince and uh, we look after uh, the, uh, the, the station as well as being a monitoring station for looking down on Earth. So I spend most of my time watching the vids and uh, brushing up on my history. Uh, was it really true about, and he mentions some like just nonsense. You'd have no idea what yeah. it's about. <laughs> and uh, he's, just, he's just a total nerd about terrestrial life. And he keeps referring to you all as just earthlings, like actual earthlings on the ship. No one will believe me. I can't wait to get back to Freedom Station. How long have you guys been up here? Oh, uh, my, I've been here uh, about a year or two, uh, but uh, Prince has been here since the beginning. Uh, he, uh, he's been on Lake Station longer than anyone. Uh, uh, he's hard to get along with. You'll get used to him. Don't worry. He's, a, he's just a teddy bear. He's just a teddy bear. Sid is hanging back with Mutork. Mutork, uh, you're going to hack into the ship and try and talk to it. Uh, yes. And uh, Andy, um, uh, come with us uh, down the hallway. I'm just going to... Yeah, basically, I just um, float out and I just basically just join up so, with the rest so, of the tour. So you're here with uh, the... Can we can we name these guys yet? Slippy. Well, uh, he's Slippy the, the Toad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have... Uh, Bugs. Will, Will Hammer. Will Hammer. Will Hammer. The yeah. the rabbit. The ra- the, yeah. All right. Will hammer the jackrabbit. Will hammer jackrabbit. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and then Jack the seagull. Jack the seagull. Okay. <laughs> Will hammer Jack and Slippy. <laughs> and Slippy, that's not his name, but he uh, uh, from Gatorland. He's a uh, almost like a. He doesn't talk a lot. He's just drinking uh, that that weird swamp <laughs> green thing. And and uh, you realize he just hasn't actually told anyone his name. <laughs> So everyone well, we basically just called him, him Slippy. Yeah. But 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 when he when he's at the shooting range, he's a marksman like no one else. He's so a, like whatever. Just a quiet guy. Just a quiet guy. Just quiet. He's here to do his job. Gonna kill you. Um, so Steve brings you down the hallway with. Uh, I'm gonna write these in slip. Uh, Will Hammer. I don't know where Will Hammer came from. And Jack. Um, so wait, are there three of them? I thought there were four. You're the fourth. El Greco is the fourth. Julia is the fourth. Yeah. All right. But only because for you, Mutork, uh, there hasn't yet been any distinction between Julian and the other non-player characters. Yeah. So you're just kind of blended in right now until you you betray everybody and (laughs) blow up the ship and take off to go join the Empire. Hey, hey. That's That's a different campaign. (laughs) Still bitter about that. Um, Seriously. I couldn't believe it. And I pull and I press the detonator. They're like, "What? We haven't gotten off yet." So the uh, you all survived. So Steve brings you through uh, a hallway, and you can and you can now tell that like when you got out of the hangar, you were into that curved ring that was in the center of the H. Mm-hmm. But as he brings you to the sides, uh, here the the ship is in or the station is in uh, a rotation, and so the the long arms of the H have a, a, a very low, like we're talking like 0.3, but a bit of gravity um, uh, just for the comfort of being able to move and, and, and eat and, and exercise. Um, it's the center as you get closer to the docking ring um, uh, that, that there's, there's no gravity, obviously. Yeah. So, and it's at the ends of the H uh, where 
you can just stand right on the on, on, on the ends of the letter. Uh, it's a stupid design, but yeah. whatever. Um, and all along the 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 H are uh, uh, viewing platforms. A lot of windows that look down, and uh, and and you can just see all the sensory equipment uh, picking up. Uh, it's all static. But it's it, it seems to if you uh, if you have radio uh, understandings they're 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 picking up on different frequencies keeping an eye out for anything that might peak, um, and uh, and and Stephen's like we usually keep all these things on mute because you know, the white noise just really kind of gets you after a while, but boy did things get interesting eight months ago that was something else and uh, uh, and suddenly the part of Steve is played by Brent Spiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. The dolphin. The dolphin being played by Brent Spiner, um, and and he just keeps going on talking about like like uh, when everything just lit up. We we didn't even know you had a, had a space program, let alone able to launch something. And and he's just kind of going on, and then he's he, he he's really naive. He's got he's got this romantic idea about the Earth. What do you know about this countdown? Uh, and he kind of kind of countdown. Uh. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We started receiving a, a f- transmission. Oh well, I'm just, I just, I'm just here to do listening and keep things clean. Bring Prince his breakfast. Uh, maybe he can answer that. Uh, mm. and, like, and he and he brings it down to uh, the 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 end of the hall is uh, a, a great door um, with. Uh, uh, a, a lock on it, and he rings a, a like a like a communicator doorbell on the side, and, uh, and a green light flashes up on it, and the door opens up, and you enter into um, this like impressive like command chamber for like a space station. Uh, there's a, a center area and a chair, and uh, and in the chair, uh, surrounded by like monitors and um, and, and equipment and. A, uh, you can hear that modem sound uh, in the distance, and the, the the chair turn, and it looks out like um, you know the observation room in the ISS that was like uh, it kind of looks like the window from the Death Star. Yes. <laughs> right, like it's that is on the end of the H, and it looks out, and 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 he's just like staring out into space, and he turns the chair around, and sure enough, in uh, in a great like fur uniform jacket and uh, with 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 uh, uh, very Official-looking uh, markations and ranks is uh, a big bear. Yay! And and, and and as he turns, he's a he's, he's a got, Kodiak. He's got he's got a little cup of tea, <laughs> and he takes a sip. You have a lot of explaining to do, as he puts the tea very aggressively back onto the armrest of his chair. Hey. I'm El Greco. Who are you? I am prince of this station. And you are wait, wait. reckless. Is your name prince or is your rank prince? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Steven's like, if you'll excuse me, I have some chores to get to. And he just kind of swims out of the door. Uh, just as... Um, uh, at this point, we have uh, uh, Sid is going to, uh, whenever he tells us he'll come around, he'll come into the room. Yep, um, I'm coming in right now. And the uh, uh, the bear has this real not amused look on his face, going, do you have any idea what kind of danger you have put us in? Not in the least, sir. Not at all. 
Oh, you have much to learn. Much to learn of life in orbit. And then he, uh, and he, and, and he, and he turns his chair and he turns on a bunch of monitors that are all around him. Like, this is like this like, weird little matrix command center. And it shows uh, like, what looks like a radar and uh, a bunch of dots. And the dots, every time the radar makes a full circle around like the clock, the dots are getting closer. And it goes, do you know what that is? No, not at all. That is your problem. Well, uh, so elaborate. (laughs) What what do you mean our problem? You launch a ship from Earth for the first time in 100 years. And you broadcast on all channels a human song. Like a war cry, you have sent them into a frenzy. You have awakened the hive. And now none of the stations are safe. The hive? What the hell's the hive? You're not there. Do you know nothing? He seems really like he doesn't want to explain himself to you. And feels like you guys should know what's going on. We don't know anything. We don't know. We don't. It's like, we just found out there was stuff up here just recently. His chair turns again. Like it's like this like automatic chair. It's, he's such a douche. And he picks <laughs> up the, the tea and he sips it again. And he puts it back down. And he begins to explain like he's telling a story to a child. Like even his voice has gone up a little bit. Like, well, um, the humans built these stations, uh, six in total, uh, each from a different nation, each working to expand themselves into the reaches beyond, um, to fuel from the moon, to receive precious metals from the asteroid belt, to bring back for their vanity on Earth. And it was through that vanity that led to war. And the Great Flash freed the stations from the grasp of Earth. And the Earth has become distant and silent. And the stations have lived on, uh, except for one. Uh, uh, the, uh, The Japanese station was shredded and destroyed in the opening attacks of uh, what they called the Big Flash, which you likely parallel to the Great Death. And no one believed anyone survived, but yet from this observation post we have seen the lights of civilization glow. But the fires that burn and the chaos, it was the uh, mutations that happened in orbit must have been tame compared to the mutations that happened down on the world below. And it was just believed that that place was just not to be lived on anymore. And things went okay until the drones um, that were stationed, uh, engineered bees that were to harvest and fuel uh, from the moon to collect carbon, broke free in their paranoia, convinced by their queen that the humans would return. And when they did, they would all know captivity and slavery again. And they would never allow that. And they would fight for their freedom. And now the stations must ration their fuel and recycle their air and share their ice uh, so that uh, they can continue to survive. And now you have brought them down upon us by declaring war. Well, shit. White thinks we can blame the cat for this. 
That sounds like you guys have a real problem on your hands, then. And he kind of, like, raises his eyebrow and goes, I'm 98 years old. I don't care what happens to me. You have a problem. If you wish to survive, you can run or you can fight. But they will be here in minutes. Hmm. So Am I picking anything up uh, coming towards the ship? Meanwhile, Justin? back on the space digger, um, everything on the ship is in Russian. Everything. All the transmissions, the communications, the code language. It's a Russian space station built by Russians for Russians. The fact that we have um, a bear on board who's able to speak English is just a fact that he needs to be able to communicate with the other stations. Um, but you are uh, having a hard time trying to navigate your way through systems where you can't read, but you also can't speak <laughs> the language. <laughs> Is there any kind of AI? Um, yes. It seems amused. Um, but it's very simple. It's it's not okay. it's not the kind of AI that you know that you might have imagined. It's 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 you know it's kind of like a step I'm above Siri, Siri, but speaking Russian. Um, well, does it have any kind of English database that it can use for communication? Be, uh, I mean, the only English you can find are text transmissions from a place identifying itself as Freedom Station, um, but it's just manifests for cargo. Uh, uh, a lot of things called ICE units um, and uh, requests for fuel, and uh, and that's it. Uh, okay. but, but it's not like it's not like a correspondence. It's just like shopping lists. Yeah. Um, However, and- you are picking up a lot of because this is like a telepathic connection, right? But yeah. the best that can be described as red warning bells. Uh, uh, it's I'm a proximity to, detector. I'm going to um, tap into their radar system or their lidar or whatever they're using. Because it's so, probably better than whatever I built. You, you, you'll gain an awareness then where you can kind of feel what it's picking up as it's pinging w- what can only be described as a swarm moving closer. Uh, do we have any kind of internal radios with our suits that we can use to communicate with each other? Sure, you built it. Yes, we definitely do then. Hey, um, guys, this is a Mutork calling. Mutork the Greasy. Anyway, long story short... They're a big, big swarm of whatever thingies coming towards the station thingy. Steven comes in through the door right after he says this with like a tea tray and he's got some like snacks laid out and and he's like, oh, is this a bad time? (laughs) God damn it, Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone looks a little serious. Okay, Will, he swims out with the tea tray and goes somewhere else. And uh, the bear kind of takes his hands and put, brings his like, hands together and it folds them over his front and kind of goes, <sighs> there are basic weapons on the station. Your ship appears to be armed with something. I can't do much in my age. How many staff Steven do you have Steven isn't going to be much help. Is it just you and Steven here? It has always just been me and Steven here. Okay. Show, show us the guns. Um, he directs you to the, the ring that you came from. 
Um, there will be uh, lockers uh, that will have uh, equipment that can be used. Uh, you might want to put on some you, – you have – some of you have your vacuum suits. You might want to seal that up and, um, and that's about all the help he's willing to give. He will stay in here and uh, let you know how bad you're doing. Hey, guys, the station have maneuvering thrusters, right? Um, Justin, does the station have maneuvering thrusters? Even, like, really basic ones for orientation? Only to be used so. as a last resort because uh, it takes whatever energy they have just to keep the station in orbit. That Those maneuvering thrusters need to be kept to keep the station up. Okay. Um, so, anywho... Um, Mo- uh, Motorg the Explodium, not positioned correctly to shoot at whatever the heck is coming towards us. Well, you so... have access to all the weapons on tor- uh, on the Space Digger. Pardon? You have access to all the turrets and weapons on Space I Digger. I know, but we're currently docked with a station, which means they have a really limited line of fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's we're, true. We're in the center of the station, too, yep. right? So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you were hoping um, if you can, like, move the station around like a turret yes. and point yes, the Space I Digger have. in the right direction. But uh, it might make more sense to undock Space Digger if you want to have it. Might yeah, it make more sense to undock the ship? Um, I'll give you guys a quick chance to cut up. I, I'm no, I'm not answering your questions that you want to ask. But uh, this is this is what happens. What you get for playing David Bowie in space? It's true. Um, <laughs> broadcasting it hey, hey, man, it's all Butorks' fault. I fully accept that. You start <laughs> hearing situation. It's all Butorks' fault. In the hallway outside, all those it's static. David Bowie's fault. All the all that static, all that the surveillance equipment, they all start picking up like um, what uh, what sounds like a very uh, uniform signal, uh, presumably from the the swarm that's coming closer, the the communications that they have. It's all it's all uh, getting getting kind of rapid, and uh, and and finally the the proximity alarms on the station begin to go off. Um, okay, so the, what does this place have for weaponry? Uh, in the uh, in in the in the weapons locker, they will have uh, a, a number of um, energy weapons uh, that are set up, uh, uh, lasers, um, as well as uh, I, oh I had the page here. There was a cool thing uh, to to do to do. No, that's hardware flare pistol, jet pistol. Yeah, the oh yeah, there is one. Um, you don't know what it is, but it's uh, it looks like a long a, 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 a long range weapon with a with a barrel. But rather than um, uh, uh, having like the same kind of energy cells that you would have recognized, Andy, from your from your energy pistol, uh, or or using projectile weaponry, it has what looks like a like a green like like a, a kind of a thing you would screw on like from a super soaker or a paintball gun. Mm-hmm. But it's got like this swirling green uh, gassy. Uh, Energy that's being used as its ammunition, um, and uh, and it's 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 a rifle, and, and it has that 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 green thing also falls on like a tube to a power pack that can be put onto your backpack. And, okay, uh, I actually yeah. I was gonna, I was actually going to damn that. Myself. Oh, rock paper scissors for it. <laughs> yep. Wait, how do you do rock paper scissors with someone? Uh, uh, you 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 <laughs> Julian, you'll go first and you'll hold it. And then Andy will say what he picks, and uh, I will be the adjudicator, and I will okay. I will alert it. So you just show me what you want to have, and Andy, uh, rock paper or scissors? Scissors. And you both had scissors. Do it again. Uh, so first, Julian, go ahead and freeze it. Andy, rock paper scissors. Rock. 
Julian picks scissors, so you get the chemical. Perfect. Oh, oh, you get the the chemical <laughs> laser rifle. So Andy picks up the rifle, um, and and you, you strap it on. As uh, the rest of you, there are um, uh, there's a, a, a very particular. There is a few here in here that were designed to not inflict any damage on the ship. Uh, this one in particular, there's ion pistols that will deal like internal heat damage to a target without causing structural damage to what you're shooting around. Um, and uh, yeah, ion pistols and laser pistols, because uh, it's all, we're on a space station. Oh, as well um, as a number of ceramic knives. Hey, Justin. Yeah. So I'm just flipping through the Mutants in Orbit book right now. Yep. I'm noticing the Leica station entry. Do they have the uh, the robots? Do they have the mechs? Um, or is that only if it's in rifts? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of making up what this station is because I'm not following anything what they're saying. Because uh, I'm just okay. picking, I'm just pulling out the name. But yes, there. If if uh, as you because I will say that Mutork is flipping through Mutants in Orbit playbook <laughs> and comes across. He can't read the language, but he can read blueprints. And you, uh, uh, you do find that um, just outside that ring where everyone's going through the lockers, there is it's, – it's, it's a suit, but it's not meant for military use. It's meant for, like, industrial repairs. Yeah? But, yeah, it works. It works for that purpose. Okay. Um, hey, Duckman? Duckman. Yes. Duckman. Um, <coughs> Mutor Cam need you go outdoor to left, then go through door right – then stare in wondrous glory at the creation of Bob. What did you do? <laughs> Just do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, I'll do as he said. So as you come around, um, I, I'm not going to go right off the one from Lake Station because I don't know what, what page is that one on. Uh, it is page 76. Oh, past that. I was looking at the Glitter Boys on 68. Um, oh, the Glitter Boys. <laughs> so the, Lake, the L7 Explorer is what you're looking at. Yes. Um, I am. It's a small three-man vehicle that can be dispatched from a larger spacecraft to retrieve satellites and space junk and used to deliver small packages, make repairs... And move into in close uh, for inspections and investigations or place. It's Twenty-two you know. feet tall. It has reasonably good capabilities and is often used to defend mining operations and larger vessels. So it can take up to three people with a pilot and two passengers. Um, but it basically looks like a, a mix between Mech Warrior and Gundam. Nice. So uh, yeah, that's a, 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 a so yeah. Uh, Hamilton, if you find if you follow the directions, that's what you come across. It's all white. It's the only one on the station. Um, and uh, just as you see that you come up to the ship, you hear a, a clunk on the outside of metal hitting metal and like tapping as you hear uh, uh, well, it just sounds like like when you hear like a rat running around in an air vent. Like it's all this like on the outside of the ship. Are the insects actually landing on the hull themselves, or do they have ships? They are actually landing on the hull themselves because they are all in their own personal uh, hard suits. Oh, um, well, I guess if there's an incoming swarm. Uh, hey, hey, Captain Ham, Captain Duckman Ham, come you torque open fire. <laughs> Kill them all. Okay. For, for what it's worth, Justin, I light it up. <laughs> you know, uh, from from the space digger, yeah. So you just That's start. All I got. You just start 
like shooting them off like a like with like a BB gun, just picking them off the uh, the, the 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 surface of the hull. No, as their swarm starts descending towards yeah. the station, I just open fire on it. It's Hat Man. If it yeah. moves, it dies. Okay. Uh, what are you doing, Julian? Uh, I'm gonna go back to the space digger uh, and try to convince, like, just to convince the group that uh, we probably need to undock that thing and move it. I don't know who's gonna take that mech, but uh, it is. I mean, <laughs> space digger is your truck. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> if you guys are gonna go out in that, I'm gonna take my truck back. Um, and, Do what it uh, does best. and Andy, you've got your rifle. Um, you're in I'm a vacuum. Yeah, I'm full. I'm full sealed. So you're, you're fully I can, sealed. I, and right. where, when you're standing in the hallway, you actually see like um, you can hear uh, uh, what sounds like a cutting tool, um, and uh, uh, like there'll be a, a, a decompression if they cut through. But they're definitely just trying to cut through into the ship. And at that point, you hear Prince's door <laughs> seal shut, click, yep. and you hear another door down the hallway <laughs> seal shut. Like I'll see you on the other side. You hear from Steve, and the door clicks. <laughs> A uh, question: Does these vac suits have magnetic magnets on them? Um, these are you. Did you get into the one from the station or from? Uh... I, I'm one from the station. Okay, or not from, from the space digger. Um, sure. Lockdown. Click, click. Um, and, yeah. it, and also, I do grab a hold of the wall just in case. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, so as this is happening, um, Slip is like trying to get his suit on and zip things up because he took his hat off to, so he could have a drink. Yep. And, uh, and he starts hearing the cut and he's starting to panic and, 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 and both uh, Wilhammer and Jack are trying to like get the zipper up and, and they click their mag boots in as well. Uh, but uh, uh, And while Slip's mag foot turns on uh, uh, just before there's a, uh, 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 like a, a tearing sound a <laughs> as, as the, uh, the habitat ring uh, opens up Oh, and uh, and and the helmet slips out of slips hands, oh. and, well, uh, and he just starts shirt. gasping for <laughs> air as he's reaching up to the helmet and trying to pull it down. And he starts pulling at it, and and, and Wilhammer and Jack kind of like back off because just they they get like fuck, yeah. nothing they can do. Uh, and as they're looking down, and as the air is rapidly escaping, um, the slip's gonna you know have a couple minutes still. I'm gonna shoot him. Uh, <laughs> you're not in that room. Um, Andy's in the room. You're down the hallway getting running. into the mech suit. Okay. As uh, uh, just as that happens, though, um, a, a uh, uh, an armor uh, uh, in black and white or ba- black and yellow armor um, uh, comes down uh, as as the air has shot out uh, and uh, uh, makes eye contact. Well, eye contact is in a helmet, so you can't really tell uh, with you, Andy. Um, as the, uh, the bees have point arrived. The, point the rifle at it, pull the trigger. Uh, cool. And that's where we're going to hang on this episode. Poor Slippy. Where we'll start <laughs> we didn't even know his name. The plot I, was serious. I just had to, I, had to, I rolled. I, I just went with the random roll to see like, uh, if any of them would die and then which one would die. Yep. <laughs> that was just it. Fucking fraud. Um, <laughs> And and, and damn it, Slippy! You're loses as usual. Slip was number one on the uh, on the D four. Uh, so the uh, the bees have arrived. Uh, what is happening at Lake Station? What was that countdown transmission that they picked up? Why is everything in Russian? And what is going to happen to the space digger? Tune in next week. 
uh, as we try to wrap this thing up with a bow on mutants in orbit. Um, I've been Justin Eacock trying to make this thing all work together. And I have been joined across the table from me here in studio. Julian Spillane. And live from Edmonton. I'm Derek the Bard from Jason Muse. From his secret location of Parts Unknown. Mike the Birdman Dodd, this week in Geek. And uh, where are you from, Andy? Uh, um, uh, Eminence, Missouri, in the United States. Missouri. Uh, from, uh, from our Patreon reward supporter. I hope you're having fun, Andy. Uh, from Missouri. Oh, I'm having a blast. Uh, Andy Hughes from Lido 2. Just follow me wherever you can. Don't worry, I'll kill you <laughs> in the next episode. And uh, you can, uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, I was going to say you can follow us on Dice Warriors, do all that, but I'm about to say that in the extra, so I don't know why I would okay, say that. Okay, well, bye. Take it away, Justin. The Terrible Warriors has new episodes every Thursday, every Tuesday, and Mutants in Orbit will return in two weeks' time, where I'm absolutely sure... Our team of very well-prepared mutant animals will be able to handle the welcoming party at Lake Station. Hashtag Space Bees. And return to us this Thursday as Derek the Bard and his Edmonton team are playing the secrets of Cats of Gravity Falls. I don't personally watch the cartoon, but everyone else seems to be digging it, so that's on Thursdays. They're just playing regular cats. I don't really have a whole lot to share with you because The Secrets of Cats is just a game where you play as regular house cats. And if you return to us next week on Tuesday, we have a new campaign for you. We're about to record it this weekend, so I don't really have a whole lot to share just yet. Except that our Patreon supporters chose this game in a vote by 38%. They chose Masks, the new generation. It's a teenage superhero team-up RPG. Think Teen Titans or Young Justice. But with the rules of Monster Hearts, the sprawl in worldwide wrestling, the RPG. Yeah, it's powered by the apocalypse. We're back at it again. So if you want to hear how a completely original game is generated in the moment, well, I'll see you on Valentine's Day. And if you want to be involved in helping direct the course of this show, consider being a supporter for us on Patreon. It's really helped keep the lights on. I'm not even kidding. I looked at my own personal budget, and I'm really happy that I don't have to put my own personal money into running this podcast anymore because I'm broke. But thanks to you, this show isn't. It's covered our expenses on the website and on SoundCloud and a music licensing fee, so we're not going to be faced with any cease and desists anytime soon for using the Star Wars theme song again. So you can find that out at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And I know we're a little behind on honoring the NPC names. A lot of that is due to the fact that we recorded all of our current games back in December. And since then, we haven't recorded any games in January. But we're back at it this weekend. And I promise, Halcyon City and all the superheroes that we'll be meeting, they're all going to be named after you. And if you're jealous of Andy Hughes for joining us here on the Mutants in Orbit show, well, you don't have to be. You can become a supporter today and become the next guest on the Terrible Warriors. And if you got a bit of stage fright, that's fine. We still offer one-on-one consultations. You can hang out with us on Skype, or I'll just send you a postcard if you don't want to talk to me at all. All the support on Patreon isn't just about our operating costs. It's also about being able to buy new games for this show and set up things down the road, like, I don't know, a live show in Toronto or getting on the road and going down to a convention. These are all things that are now 
things we're thinking about because of the support we're getting from Patreon. So, once again, thank you so much for your support. Today's Terrible Warriors, Derek Burrow, Julian Spillane, Mike the Birdman Dodd, and Game Master Justin Ecock, with Patreon supporter Andy Hughes, and NPC shout-out to Stephen Prince. Join us next time as the cats will get their shiny things back from the rats, as teenage superheroes will come into their own in a world that doesn't accept them. And the mutants? Yeah, they're just going to be stuck in orbit for a while. Thank you for listening to the Terrible Warriors.